how scared you'll grow to be So many questions but there's never only one little simple What is what is that song? I don't know, but you know it. That's intro music to something, right? Yeah, I feel like it's a classic. That's like some TV show. We got some some beers in the podcast today, and there's a lot of meat juice on the bottom of these beer cans. That's uh, washed a little bit of it off, but slightly unappetizing. Well, I told you the uh, Charlie's been blending up meat. <laughs> he says, uh, "Who needs more veggies? There's a lot of pigs out there that need to die." <laughs> yeah, people are always complaining about you know these cows are farting and that's ruining the universe. Okay, so let's eat the cows. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, all right, how how you been, Adam? You've been down in Chicago. I have. It's been a while. It's... I, I've missed you. No, not yeah, that much. You we you don't like have to. Three weeks ago. Okay. Um, also, I spent the whole afternoon with you. So let's let's move past the pleasantries. All right. Well, we didn't. Do you want me to jump into it? That's what I'm sensing. We could do that, or we could start the whole intro over. Because sensei start is is it because you need to sense stuff? Sensei. Sensei. No. <laughs> smell my shoes, and then at the end of the movie, he has to do a move where he like. Goes down to smell a shoe and then docks a, dodges a punch. I see what you're doing here, and I'm not sure if I follow. I think it's just an Asian word. I no, think. you're probably right. I mean, I totally. Those don't all tie into words of ours. That's fair. Um, okay, fine. I'll get into <laughs> it. <laughs> you don't. Uh, speaking of, so I don't, you know, this whole Chinese sensei thing, I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a citizen of the world because the world is a big place. You have. You know, and with multiple fuel fuel sources, you have uh, gasoline, you know, wind. Uh, People in Brazil uh, Brazil use sugar cane. Citizens of Brazil use sugar cane, citizen cane. What was that movie about? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I told you it's going to take a while. Okay. So, citizen cane is uh, one of, I'm going to say it's regarded as the most influential film. What? Or, really? Yeah, it's like the best film. Like, if you take a film class, they're going to tell you why Citizen Kane is the greatest film ever. Okay, I feel like people do that with The Godfather. Yeah, I don't know where that one is. Godfather was good. I like okay. that, too. Citizen, I picture college posters, posters on college wall, movie posters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more, Godfather's going to be more... Uh, more popular with the college age folks. Oh, I mean, I'm in a Citizen Kane, no? Oh, yeah, that feels real pretentious. It's a fine movie, but like if you watch it now, it's not good. Like it's okay, it, but it's, at the time, it's what, not exciting. What movie. year was this? 1940. Oh, really? Okay. So we got like a classic black and white, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's Orson Welles. You heard of him? I have. Yes, I think he starred he an author, and right? directed Orson Welles. No, that's a... Who am I thinking of? Wait, who am I thinking of? Orson Welles is right. You're thinking of a different Welles. Who wrote, Orson, ni- who wrote that 1984 or whatever? George Orville. George Orwell. Orwell. Something like that. I don't know. Somebody like that. Yeah. Ray Bradbury. No, that's Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, those are both about the future and they have numbers in them. Mm-hmm. So I always think they're the same movie. Yeah. Book. Alternate future. Yeah. Where the government's bad. Okay, future. <laughs> Sounds like the present to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anti-government on the pod now. 
It might have changed since this episode came out. The government? No, our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It'll be a month from now. All right. So, Citizen... It's a 19... It, yeah, it's a, it's a classic black and white. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? Yes. Obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Where do you watch a black... Like, when... See, this is my whole thing with movies. It's like... When? When did you watch this? In school? Or I think you... I watched this in a film class. Okay. A college film class. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched several other black and white movies for like a high school film class. Oh, that's cool. I didn't take one in high school. We didn't have... It was called a Writing Through Film. Uh-huh. Great class. You just watch you a movie. You watch a movie and just write through it? You don't pay attention at all? <laughs> you, just write a two pa- you just write two pages on the movie. Uh-huh. Um, we watched we... Rear Window in college. And then uh, I went online and found an alternate version. Pornography? Is that Pornography. Is that what yes. you're implying there? Yes. All right. I got it. Took a lot of winks before I caught up with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Black it's uh the movie starts with a with a child. Okay. And he's playing out in the snow. And I think some guy comes and he's like, I'm gonna like I, I want this child or something. Okay. Was the child bundled up properly? Where does this take place? This takes place, let's say middle of the country, United States. Oh, it is US. Okay. Yeah. Um and he he's yelling something. He's yelling the the union forever outside in the snow. The child. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Mm. Children had hard opinions back then. Yeah. So he's yelling the, the union. Indoctrination was strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was all the dairy. This is probably set before like this is probably set fifty years before nineteen forty. So we're talking turn of the turn of the century here. Okay. The the last century. Right. Two uh, two centuries ago. Two turns ago. When it turned, yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um when they passed go, collected $200. So we we got to be back in. Back then, a lot of money. Yeah. So every 400 years, you do a full full turn, you're back where you started? Yeah. I uh-huh. guess that's how that works. So I don't know who, somebody shows up and there's a, there's a child, there's an extra kid. He yanks the kid? No, he's just like, I'm going to take your kid. And I'm gonna. I think it's a poor family. Ah, where the, if if a rich guy wanted your kid, you gave him your kid. Yeah, they're like, I'm gonna raise that kid. I got a lot of money. He's, is he gonna rear the child or raise the child? You gotta wonder the motivation. Yeah, I don't know why this guy wants a kid so bad. But he asked for the kid. The kid's playing on a sled. It's snowy out. He's real happy. Happy child, Calvin. Right? Like from Hobbs. Yep. Yeah, I always thought Calvin was not very happy. Oh yeah, he was pretty existential. Well, also, like, he had, like, a learning disability. What? I, am I wrong on that? Cal- uh, he, was a pro- he was a problem child. He was a problem child. The character of, Chel- of Calvin had, like, fetal alcohol syndrome or something. You think so? He was a I horrible student. I thought he was intelligent. Uh, he Wasn't had, like, he, a- like, intelligent but not... That's true. He probably had ADD or something. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think he had, like... He was a, a real mystery. or something. Also, his, both his parents were always, like, really... Like not, they were like disappointed in him in like a fundamentally depressed way. Ooh. His dad and him did not have a good relationship in that comic book. Yeah, I had a lot of them, and then I uh, sold my cousin my drum set, and he paid such a, a a healthy price that I gave him all my Calvin and Hobbes books, and I really regret it because he liked them. How old? I'm like, I'll throw in the Calvin and Hobbes books. He was like 14. That's a really weird point of negotiation. Yeah, he just liked it. I'm like, I have them all. I haven't read them in a while, but they're fun. They are. I'd fun. like to have them lying around the house. Yeah, they're good. T- I had they're... almost all of them. I had a lot. I think they hold up. Yeah, but yeah, that kid had problems, and this kid has problems because because a rich guy's purchasing uh-huh. him. Yeah. Um. There's also I think this opening. So this a lot of the reasons this movie is regarded so impeccably is like literally there's a shot 
here where there's people talking and then in the background you see a kid playing through the window and they're like that had never been done before i see the cinematography yeah but I'll, but now it's like well who fucking cares mm-hmm. i could figure that out like you just film someone's in the background of window i couldn't but both someone... of the rear windows i saw had a dp the first one was the director of photography the second one i'll leave up to your your imagination there all right uh it's running wild but mm-hmm. so takes this kid and the kid i don't know starts growing up with this rich guy and the rich guy's we're, we're jumping like six years at a time here yeah i mean they're like ah oh, you're a teen and he's like i'm gonna teach you how to be a rich teen and he's kind of rebelling. He's not that into it. He's oh, getting a good schooling. You'd think if you grew up, I get rebelling, you know, when your family has money and you're used to money all the time. But you think if you grew up poor, your parents got rid of you so that you could have money, you'd not rebel so hard against money. Yeah, but maybe I guess he, just authority. Maybe that's an inherent problem. With the, he also boy, might have resented this guy for, for stealing being him. like, uh-huh. yeah, you... Want me to be successful? He might have been that an uncle sense. or something. I don't quite. It's part I don't get, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's annoyed with this guy who's like, you're going to be great at making a bunch of money. So I think he goes off and he, you know, gets a great degree, whatever, goes to Yale. And then his, you know, fake dad or whatever is like, so now you make a bunch of money. So his dad was alone. There was no mother involved no adoptive mother there might have been an adoptive mother but i don't know if she really is he kind of a philanderer that could be maybe that's why he needed to buy a kid because there was no wife in the picture and he's like i need somebody i've got all this money i need someone to run all my businesses i want an heir that's probably it okay so he wants this kid to run like his oil business Mm -hmm. and take the last name yeah and he's like this is how i'll pass it on and then uh, I think, so Citizen Kane here, that's Charles Foster Kane. The chi- the father's name is Charles Foster Kane. Oh, I should jump back. This isn't how the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The movie starts with like a big like, like the newspaper spins in. Oh, there's a lot of love a newspaper spin. This was this movie. Whenever you see the newspaper spin, this was the movie that like really relied on the newspaper spin for plot. Oh, interesting. Which I at the time, it's like. Wow, we found a really convenient way to explain plot points, uh-huh. and now it's like Jesus Christ, this is lazy writing. But what about this movie? It's uh, the newspaper spins every now and then, but then it has to zoom in on the horoscope, and it's just clear that this person's life is matching up with the horoscope every week. But it's not <laughs> foreshadowing; it's just like, yep, just what the horoscope said. That just tells us the date. That's what we're mostly looking at the newspaper. Yeah, for. there you go. Yeah, now you don't do a newspaper spin. You just cut to some guy who's reading Twitter, and he's like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And then that tells you how important what's going on is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, but that might not <laughs> be your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. All right, so the newspaper spins in, and they're like, Xanadu. That's where he lives. This guy lives. His name is Charles Foster Kane, mm-hmm. and he has just died in Xanadu. That's the name of his estate. Okay. And it's like a huge, you know, the biggest estate. It's He's got his own private zoo, and he's got a, a pool and a couple of mansions. Don't mind if I Xanadu. There you go. And uh, he's dead. And they're like the biggest uh, newspaper maven in all of history. What's a maven? Uh, a maven's like a, like a maverick, kind of. Like a tycoon. No, he's a newspaper tycoon. Okay. 
He's a real tycoon. And he's based off of William Randolph Hearst. Okay, I heard it. Yeah. Heard of him. So this this movie is essentially a biopic of mm-hmm. William Randolph Hearst. William Randolph Hearst was when they used to name hearses, right? Like, yeah. Grandpa died. <laughs> the most famous hearse. Grandpa died. He's in the, uh, the SS William Randall Hearst. There you go. That's, I want to point out that uh, the last name is Hearst, but I think you know that. Yeah, um, I know that. <laughs> so, so they're like, he's dead. Oh, my God. He's left behind his, oh, his last words were just the words Rosebud. So oh, he's dying sounds, on his okay. he's dying on his bed and he goes, Rosebud. That's the opening scene. And they're like, newspaper spin. What the fuck's this crazy old guy talking about? Wait, that was in the newspaper? They're like, what does the Rosebud mean? Okay. I don't know if they mentioned, but somebody knows about the Rosebud thing. Mm-hmm. The the galaxy's on Orion's belt. Favorite last line. Men in Black one. Oh. I don't know the Men in Black movies that Orion's well. Orion's the cat. Oh. Yeah. They think it's the star system. Nay, it's the cat. The galaxy is a marble. This this is they paint quite a quite an interesting world. This Men in Black. I don't think it was based on reality. <laughs> Some of it a, was. This is, a, this is a theory. Will Smith being cool is based on reality. That's fair. That makes me genuinely sad. Like at the end of a movie when they wipe a guy's memory, and I'm like, ah, oh, I wish that guy knew about all this stuff. Yeah, it was. I was entertained. I, You'd think he would. That's a real. Bo- How many movies are they wiping people's memories? <laughs> <laughs> Just that one, I guess. Okay. I feel like there's others where they're on like a spaceship. They're like, you won't remember any of this, uh-huh. but we had we were in love once. Oh, like just 50- wait. People get old enough and forget anyway. A Fifty First Dates movie. That one. Sounds sad. I find it really sad. The ending's supposed to be happy. Every morning, this woman wakes up and they put in the movie where Adam Sandler explains to her that they're in love and yeah. they live on a boat. I should try that. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to go. So just. <laughs> But it's a tragically sad movie, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, he's dead. He said Rosebud. Turns out, we go back in time. Why'd he say Rosebud? Well, he used to be a child. Went to college. Graduates college. Says, hey, I'm not interested in oil rigs or gold mines or anything that you love. What do I love? Everything you hate. That's that's what he tells. And he's like, I'm going to get into the newspaper game, which is a weird. Okay, but not journalism. No, like kind of journalism he's okay. like he's like i will kind of be you know okay he didn't just like print he wasn't like in the, in the printing game i suppose he was in the newspaper right he's what not was, just like what I was found, the name of the paper uh the chronicle probably hmm. dr dre <laughs> there you go um i don't know the name of the paper but he's like i want to have a positive effect by controlling the news okay which, yeah, that this sounds... is the rich guy, or this is the kid. This is the kid who's oh, also okay. rich. All He's right. got all this money. Yeah, but he took a different. He, so he rebels by becoming a the media father guy. Was in oil? What was the father in? I think oil or gold okay. or something. All right. Um, I know some of this because there's uh, there's a whole white stripe song that's only quotes from the movie. Uh, that's conceptual. Yeah, it's fun. And then they, uh, the white stripes got like sued by the people who made the movie because they're like, you stole all these lines, and he's like. There yeah, was. no fucking shit. Like, this is the, like an ode to the movie, you idiots. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, I guess that makes sense. Can you ode? Legally? I think you can ode. I think he made a point that I think you're allowed to take creative liberties. Yeah, What what is that uh, parody thing? That, that's not really... Parody law, you can like make fun of stuff and that's all fair game. Yeah. The fact that you're making fun of it, you don't Space need the rights. Spaceballs kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, you're not ripping this off because... 
we need we need space balls to remind us <laughs> what that Star Wars is a little silly. Yeah. So you're allowed to do that. Okay. It's good checks and balances in the It is it's weird that that's like a thing the government property. got involved in. <laughs> Where they're like, no, 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 you should be able to make jokes about your balls so that we keep Star Wars in line. (laughs) Don't let those Star Wars guys get too carried away. Put that in the Constitution. All right. So. (laughs) Put that in your Constitution and throw it up. (laughs) I think if you have a good Constitution, you don't throw up. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. You lost me there for a Maybe moment. Maybe vomit would have been a better. All right, we're on. We're on track. So he gets into the the newspaper game, and he's the richest man in the world. Everyone knows him. Oh, really? He overthrows. He's so good at newspaper. That's how he gets Xanadu, I guess. Okay. And he meets a lady. Love it. Uh, and she wants to um, boink. Well, yeah, yeah. They do some boinking, but she like wants to be like a. He meets like a like a low level actress or something. Okay, and then he's like, "Well, I'm gonna make you a star." Hmm. Does he have that power? Yeah. I suppose the newspaper back then had quite a bit of influence in. So I think he like gets her her own play. Okay. And he gets her on Broadway, and then she's terrible. She's not talent. She's like a bad opera singer. So everyone comes to this play, and she's just eating shit. Mm-hmm. And he has to just. Did he, he think she was good, or did he have no idea? Uh, I think he, he probably figured it out during the play, at least. Uh, yeah. But he's like, I believe in you. I'm gonna, gonna have you do this. So, I don't know. The part of this movie is just about their relationship, which seems kind of kind of out of line. Uh, a little out of whack here. Mm-hmm. He's like sponsoring her to be a terrible opera singer. Um, And then, I don't know. I think she like becomes depressed because... Yeah, she humiliated herself. Yeah, he essentially... Sense. He was like, I believe in you. And I think she was like, don't do this. And then he does it and kind of ruins her life. I feel like um, a lot of people be like, oh, you should you know, believe in the people you love. And it's like, you should believe in their potential. You shouldn't just say, I believe in your current abilities. Be like, yeah. I believe you could be a good opera singer. I'll buy you some classes before I pay to have you on Broadway. Right. It's a, uh, yeah, that's not a, a healthy relationship. It's not just being like, everything you do is good. You got to, you got to. Yeah. Have a little bit of a, a critical eye towards some things. Um, but yeah, so I think they're, he probably divorces her. And now he's sad. I don't know. He's... Hmm. Okay. And I don't know. He's probably 40 at this point and uh, doesn't have a whole lot going on. He's running this newspaper game and living in a big house and just jumping from wife to wife here. Okay. Getting remarried or just kind of... I think he's getting remarried. We've got a... In the field. We've got a classic scene here. Where I think they're in, they're in a big dining. They're in the, they're at the dinner table. Yeah, they're sitting about you know six hundred feet apart or whatever. And she's like, "Hey, pass the salt," and he has to walk the salt all the way down the table. So okay, he's, he's built himself a prison. Yeah, in the Xanadu. Mm-hmm. He's he's pushed everyone away with his power and influence. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta look or up just some his more table. Words. Well, you know, the table's a metaphor. <laughs> Let's name other metaphors. It's uh, it's a pretty pretty yeah parametaphor. Yeah, don't yeah no. Uh, so he he's risen to power. It's very strange because he gets into the the newspaper business. I guess this is probably the whole character development. Did he have like an inspiring moment as a child? As a child, yeah, like a newspaper like saved a woman, and he's like, "That's I don't know I why." Make more of those. He, 
yeah, I don't think there's anything that indicates like this is why he idealizes the newspaper industry. But he looks at it as the like way more noble than uh-huh. coal and shit. But then he gets into it and he like part of the movie is he's like influencing wars. He's like using oh. his power in the media to like grossly manipulate. I don't know. He's probably, maybe he's doing it for good. I don't know. But he's like really putting some slants on stuff to try to change public opinion. Okay. This is in the good old days when you got two newspapers. Uh-huh. So a newspaper says something. And nobody's nobody's making up their own ideas of it. That's yeah. Just... Hmm. Okay. So did he? Does he realize that his he's becoming what he didn't want to be, even though he's in an industry he thought was noble? Or does he still think what he's doing is noble? I'm gonna guess that's a question the movie raises. I don't know if I picked up on that when I watched it, but as as you explain that as an idea, seems like seems like they would have covered that. Yeah. In this black and white movie, we learned that. Not all things are black <laughs> and or white. <laughs> so yeah, he's. I think he's a bad guy. I think he becomes. He sounds a, bad. He's be, but early in the movie, he's he's just with friends and he's dancing around. They sing a nice song at one point. Remember it? Yeah, because uh, who is this man? The only man who with no, I don't remember. Doesn't it. sound like a good song. No, mm. it's it's a little bit of it's a little chanty. Okay, and enjoys a smoke. Can tell a joke. And wouldn't care one single bit if he was completely broke. Okay, wealthy, so man, no wealth or fame. He had a lot of friends in the start. Does he lose them? Is that kind of that he's all old and alone? I think as he gets, he just starts funding opera singers and slanting wars <laughs> and slanting wars, and then people stop hanging out. He's just he's yeah. out of touch, and he gets he gets his own private zoo. But uh, I don't think he has his own private zoo. Okay, I, think I was going to say, is this a Michael Neverland Ranch situation he's got going on? I think I think there's a zoo there. Does he steal a kid in the Xanadu. end? He's like, I was a stolen kid. Now I'm going to steal a kid. I don't Does think... he become his father? I don't think he ever gets a kid. But that would be, that's what, apparently what you do if you're a rich guy. Yeah. And you got nothing and, going for you. Yeah, right. You just find, you adopt a promising child. To indoctrinate. And rear him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the end of the movie, everybody's going through the... His guard, they're throwing all the stuff in the fire or something. Wait, because he dies, they're just incinerating his belongings. I think because he died, yeah. Okay, are they doing it in front of him? I don't know if his will said like incinerate all my belongings, but they're just like, he doesn't need all this stuff. Yeah, uh, you'd think p- people would want it. Maybe it's if like, someone's like destroy all my stuff in their will, it's like, let's just destroy the will because that's part <laughs> of his stuff, and then we don't have to destroy all the stuff. That's a good idea, mm-hmm. but maybe it's like, you know, when a guy gets buried with his fishing pole or whatever. Yeah, maybe he wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> maybe he wanted to be. Uh, what's the term for incinerating a person? Uh, cremated. Cremated with all his stuff. And he's like, cremate me with all my belongings. Uh huh. That could that could have been. That's possible. Uh, when did cremation start? I feel like cremation's been a lo- around longer than burying someone in a casket. That's my theory. Yeah, I guess you got kind of like a ceremonial burning versus like an Egyptian tomb kind of thing. Yeah. We, Which came first, the uh, the mummy chicken or the, the egg on fire? Well, that is crazy. So, yeah, the Egyptians used to wrap people up mm-hmm. and put them in a big tomb. And then the Native Americans, they were, I mean... They just what? buried people on top of each other. Yeah, but why were these mounds so big? Is I it think one? they did layers, probably. Was it one mound per person? No, they, no, no, uh, no, There's no. tons of Native I Americans. I think there's tons of Native Americans in there. Uh-huh. 
At least last time I went rummaging around. I'll be honest. Here's one of my worst opinions. I don't think we should respect Native American burial grounds. Whoa. I also... Fascinating. (laughs) I also don't think we should respect any any of the other burial grounds. Yeah, that's fair. I think if these Native Americans are so cool with, like, the land and everything... We should just be hanging out on the land. We should stop where I guess don't build like a stupid apartment on them. Mm-hmm. But we should we can play on them, right? Maybe you can already play on them. Well, here's one thought: we should uh, camp on Native American burial grounds. Okay, use the green space, throw frisbees around. I think so. We shouldn't be wasting green space because people are dead. <laughs> we shouldn't be using wasting green space with respect. Well, here's the thing: I'm wondering how many. Of those buried Native Americans died at the hand of the white man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you like, that, did they get mounds? I feel like they didn't. Yeah, they might not have the time to mound mound those folks. Mm-hmm. What were the Europeans doing? Have we been burying people in Europe for just all of history? That's a good they, question. They'd be out of space by now. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I feel like the plague is when cremation would have really came into its own. When we're like, these bodies are clearly a problem. Oh, yeah, and they're disease. You gotta, and then so they get start rid of the disease, burning all these bodies, and then they're like, why don't we just keep doing this? Yeah, I'm. This was easy. Probably smelled though. Yeah, but yeah. also a dead body smells. I guess that's why you bury it. Yeah, if you think cigars leave a smell in your jacket, imagine, imagine burning a guy. They they burned Qui Gon Jin, mm, yeah, and that was a long, long time ago. There you go. So <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. But I feel like they would have shot those guys out into space. I'd want you could shoot me into space if we have the technology. If I have, <laughs> I'm just going to tweet my living will. Would that hold up? <laughs> no, it'd be it does easier not hold up. than okay. Um, yeah, I don't think that works. But uh, apparently, Citizen Kane wanted to be incinerated, uh-huh. and they throw in a sled like a. Oh, the okay. sled from his childhood that window shot, and the sled says Rosebud on it. So the reason he was like losing his mind over this whole Rosebud thing is because Rosebud represents his happiness, and so that was the whole key to the movie. Uh-huh. Is that he was only happy as a child, but that still doesn't really explain why the sled said Rosebud. No, that's not. I don't think it's normal to name. I mean, I guess it's not normal to name a Hearst William Randolph. <laughs> either but nobody names sleds this isn't uh, maybe it's not a uh, airline carrier what do you call it aircraft carrier is that a brand of sled maybe it was but what a, what a bad name for a why sled would you brand? name it based on a, a flower when you use it in the winter all the flowers are dead yeah i don't know why it said rosebud this was like one of the first movie metaphors mm-hmm. so i think it like blew people's minds but um some some fairly pedestrian uh pedestrian writing if you ask me but hey good on orson yeah i i didn't think of it okay he thought of rosebud what? first rosebud also the cheat code in the sims the original sims oh it would just give you twenty thousand dollars okay and that's also that a the matter production of, cost of the movie honestly probably pretty close back then um but i think that was just like oh you can just have money if you want it but the game will be less fun Oh, That's, wow. The, the Sims had a whole metaphor. I should have fucked with The Sims a little more. Sims is a blast. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. Um, yeah, you could get in too deep with that shit, though. Yeah. How much humping happened? You could do a lot. Oh, was the, the humping fun? They blurted out. They blurted out in some, and then they they just do it under the covers and others. Mm-hmm. There was one version, you had to buy a specific bed to have sex with people. 
It was always a, it was oh, very interesting. Okay, it was very logistically challenging to have sex in that bed? game. Yeah, because you had to like lay on the bed, tell someone else to lay on the bed. It was like you had to do like fourteen steps, which I guess is kind of how it works. Yeah, but especially with kids in a house and a mortgage. Yeah, you'd be playing that as like a thirteen-year-old. I'm like, I'm gonna get this guy to have some sex, and then you're like, this is a lot of clicking to to watch something happen here. And I mean, that's how I feel when you have to go out and and meet strangers to do. I'm just like, or even online. Is this is a lot for a little you know what i mean mm-hmm. um <laughs> i knew someone who said she i think that was like welcome welcome online you know what i mean sims having sex was kind of like a like a oh that was a, like a sexual kind of like like when people see a hot cartoon character and then and like from that day on i wanted to have sex interesting mm-hmm. that's a that seems like it could cause a problem but so do most Early yeah, turnouts. I think they've moved on since. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Then Orson Welles made a bunch of other movies, and he got fat. He became a real, uh, real fat guy in these later years. Okay. He's like a, like a greasy old guy. Oh, doing all his movies go through some of those. He's got Third Man, the Third Man, and that was about. They were like, "Where's this third guy?" There's like a third guy missing the whole movie, and they're looking where for Third him. Man Records came from. Yep. Okay. Jack White. Clearly, he, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who did the song. Yeah, Third Man. They're they're in Paris. And they're like, who's this third man? And they can't find him. And they, I don't know. He murders someone or something. There's a murder. Okay. Uh, there's also, I don't know, there's a spooky one where he, uh, I don't know, he's walking around with like a candle. I don't know what that one's called. Candelabra? Uh, What's candelabra? Oh, that was something behind the candelabra. That was a, what's his name? Uh, Liberace. Uh, and he was an opera singer? Yeah, that sounds right. I only know Liberace as like a punchline for gay jokes. Oh. That's the was only... He, uh, was he one of the... A castrato? Castrato. I guess that doesn't make you gay. What's a castrato? Uh, when they cut off a little boy's testicle so his voice never gets lower so he can sing high. Oh, was he? No, That's... I don't know. There were there was definitely... That was a thing. In modern day society? No, I don't know when it stopped. People say that uh, Michael Jackson was chemically castrated. Oh. And that's why like... I don't know. You could sing like that and maybe fuck them up a little bit. By what chemicals? Look, I don't know. I <laughs> I haven't done the research. All right. Uh, I will when I have a kid. I don't know. I thought Liberace was like in his prime 50 years ago. Okay. But I could, could be, be wrong. I don't think we're... I also can't say that he was one of the castrated boys. Yeah. That's a theory. Uh-huh. Let's start C- that rumor. Castral oil. Now I don't know where we are. Castrated oil. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing burns hotter and higher than castral oil. Well, we got a correction coming in. Should we wrap it up? I'm fine with that. All right. We got a short one today. Short one today because uh, honestly, I don't think a lot happened in the Citizen Kane movies and people don't want to hear my thoughts again and why I don't like biopics. So we'll we'll call it there. And uh, thanks for thanks for, for listening all 30 minutes, Adam. Yeah, we appreciate it. Check in in uh, two weeks. Uh, we love you. Rate us. It would help. Keep this pod going. We're, we're, we're going to hit the 100 mark. Reassess. We love you. Good night, Toronto.